Hi, you're currently listening to a message from the Camp Series of Christ for Youth International. CYI is a purpose-driven, non-denominational, and community-based youth ministry aimed at creating room for the youth to serve. Stay tuned for the upcoming message from Camp. And don't forget to grab your notebook and pen as you listen. And where Elton left, I'm starting off from there, the love of God. The enduring love of God. Someone said the enduring love of God. God is love, the Bible says. First John 4, 8. First John 4, he said, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. For God is what? God is what? Amen. First John 4, the Amplified for it, the Amplified says, the one who does love has not become acquainted with God, does not, and never did know him, for God is love. He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of God's nature. Love is God's enduring attribute. God has always been love and will always be love. There is no description of God without love. As a matter of fact, any kind of shade of God that you're looking at and you don't see love, you're not, look, you're, not, you're not looking at God. God is love. So you cannot say that you know God or you are in God if you're appreciation of love is not where it needs to be. It always starts with love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It has always been about love. Shake your name and say, it has always been about love. Love has always been the motivation for God's action. Love has always been what? The motivation for God's action. The object of his actions has always been that we experience love. As a matter of fact, I think John Piper said something. He said, God preserves his holiness and everything about him so that we can enjoy it. And I never saw it that way. That God preserves his holiness so we can enjoy it. Because oftentimes, when we are talking about holiness, we stand in fear of that. But actually, God's holiness towards us is so that we enjoy it. Wait, am I making some sense, somebody? Uh-huh. God's action towards each and every one of us has always been love. And for us, we need to make you appreciate how much you are loved. That's why it all starts. Look, as a matter of fact, a lot of people's struggles, our inability to overcome. Sometimes even the reason why we enter into certain areas, dangerous areas and sinful areas, is because we don't know how much we are loved. As one of our people enter into places, research shows that a lot of women enter into dangerous things is because they don't know how much they are loved. Because most women are looking for love. Looking for love. I think it was a series like that. Date rush. <laughs> Everybody deserves love. Everybody. 
of we are entering places because we don't know how much we are loved. As of us, you are in camp, at camp. Dinner night will come. And because somebody will not get a date, the entire experience of camp will be meaningless to them. Some of you, you know, you, the reason why some people have not returned back to camp because they didn't get anybody. <laughs> last year, <laughs> last year, was it last year, one of our brothers called <laughs> I mean, those who know know <laughs> because after he proposed and the lady said yes when the day reached the lady said no <laughs> look I'm telling you the guy was early, was among those who dressed first. Waiting, waiting. The lady never showed up. The race the is over the swim. No dinner reserved for those who dress early. I'm telling you, the guy to come and call, sweet mommy, sweet mommy, sweet mommy. And I mean, pleading his case. Oh. Pleading his case that after he has dressed, and the guy was looking sharp in his shoes. I'm telling you, they brought the case to me. <laughs> I'm telling you, you see, the entire experience, all the anointing, all that means nothing. Look, love is such a powerful thing. Research actually shows, that's what I said to the, the, some of the guys. Research shows, research shows that the faith of the next generation actually, or the children in the home, is hinged on the father. Not just the father, the father's expression of love. It's actually said that if the father is a good person, morally upright, did everything good, knew the scriptures, but never walked in loving expression towards the children, chances of them becoming born again is less. But when the father walks righteous, does everything, but is able to express love, the children will become born again. So love is a powerful force you cannot deny. Hey, are you in the house? Yeah. And love originates from God. So if you don't get it from the right place, everything else is wrong. You have to learn and appreciate God is love. That's what the Bible says. God is love. God is what? Somebody shout out, God is love. Tell the one that says, it's not Yahweh is love. It's God is love. Oh, tell the person, it's not, it's not J.D. who is love. It's God that is love. Tell the person, it's not Sewa that is love. It's God that is love. Let's look at some powerful scriptures. Are you, are you in the house? Are you ready to read? Okay, so let's start from Psalm 36, from 7. It says, Psalm 36, verse 7 says, How priceless is your unfailing love. I'm reading the NIV. Oh God, people take refuge in the shadow of your wings. 
How priceless. Say, how priceless. Are you in the house? In the same scripture, we're looking at it in various versions. The NKJV says, How precious is your steadfast love. Oh God, the children of men take refuge and put their trust under the shadow of your wings. CV says, your love is a treasure. Your love is what? And everyone finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. Mm. GNT says, how precious, oh God, is your constant love. We find protection under the shadow of your wings. Psalm 136, verse 26, it says, Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. The same scripture, TPT says, Give thanks to the God, to the great God of the heavens. His tender love for us continues on forever. Hey, hallelujah. Are you getting the picture? Psalm 86, verse 15, it says, But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Look, you need to get your eyes set on God's love. Hallelujah. Get your eyes set on what? Yeah. The first measure of the magnitude of God's love is... One, is that we don't deserve it. See, when you look at how much we are loved, one conclusion comes to. If you actually think you deserve God's love, then you are not seeing the love. The first thing that hits you, when you, when you have understood God's love, all, I mean, we can never fully understand. But when you are getting it, is that you, you, you tell yourself, why me? I don't deserve it. We certainly don't deserve it. Because when you see how his kindness towards us, his kindness, that was a kindness. Hallelujah. His kindness towards us, you and I. God is kind towards you. He's good towards you. He's loving towards you. God cares about you. His mercy, his grace, we don't deserve it. The day you think you deserve it, you have missed it. Nobody deserves God's love. Hey. Even if you never did any, anybody any wrong, you never can deserve God's love. The richness of his love. Hallelujah. It is all a decision God has made to express his kindness towards you and I. And we have to get to a place where, I like the way somebody said, uh, 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 um, Prophet Ashu was one time on his message, he said, people don't know how to treat gifts. And when he said, I was just thinking about it, he said, is it, is it, People don't know how to treat gifts. So I was like, okay, how do you treat gifts? He said, you receive it. <laughs> Very simple. Now, when you are gifted something you don't deserve, you receive it. The best response to a gift is you receive it. And God's love is a gift to you because you can't deserve it. Hey, shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can't deserve God's love. You just have to receive it. Move your neighbor, shake your neighbor, say, you can't deserve God's love. You can only receive it. Hallelujah. 
John 15, 13. He said what? Greater love. Greater love what? I don't have scriptures on, on the screen anymore. Greater love what? As no man or no one than this that what? Yeah. You who have written this woman in school used to write love letters to. I mean, one of the best times to be in the, uh, to be in body house those days is receiving letters. <laughs> Do they still receive letters in school? They still receive letters. Hey, that you receive uh, is it mail the one the blue one? Um, air mail. Yeah. You you you, you the paper is, is you, you don't take uh, the paper is an envelope. You write the letter inside and you turn it. This generation, <laughs> text message generation, hey, when you receive that, your whole term is changed. In the dining hall, that's why they, they come and mention the names. Say, these people, you have a letter. Have a, oh, my, 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 my. And you receive. There was this friend of mine, I don't know how the girl, it's so, it's so, the guy is short. But girls, the meals he receives from girls, I don't know what they'll be telling this girl. Is that to No, but when you, you receive the letters, eh, and on Friday, his prep is reading letters. <laughs> on, on Friday, his prep is receiving is reading the letters. Then you see him while we are learning, then you smile and you love it. <laughs> I'm telling you, once you receive a love letter, you are gone. Your life is changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those that were not receiving letters, sometimes people tell people, I beg you, write me a letter. <laughs> you, you, you don't even say, man, just write me. Let them, let them mention my name in the door. That means to somebody cares about me. Now, those of you that claim that you love, or people, say they, people claim that they love you, will they die for you? I know married people. One, I read, the, the man's kidneys are all gone. He said the wife should come and donate one. He said, for where? <laughs> says, how do I interrupt God's natural process of selection? <laughs> What is the argument? Say, so when she's going to remove one, she's going to upset the system. And what if then she needs one? She has already given to this person. And what are the chances of him even living? You see, all of a sudden, the argument is making sense to you. Till death do us part. Are you in the house? Till death do us part. You, you are here, you are convinced that you love the person. And those of you, they propose to you, you are convinced they love you. Shake the one next and tell the person, um, look, let's be secure in God's love. Tell the person, let's be secure in God's love. Because the one who loves us has shown us, he has shown us, he has given us a standard of love nobody can beat. 
Now, maybe somebody you are here, you are so convinced you die for your girlfriend. <laughs> is that what you tell them? What are the words you are telling them? To the moon and back. Have you gone to even? How do call it? <laughs> to the moon and back. <laughs> okay. This love of God. Let me show you how, how ridiculous it is. No matter how much you think you are convinced, listen, no matter how much you think you are convinced of your love for somebody, as a matter of fact, if one of the things that you, 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 you don't know, you are doing child's play, is that your conviction is in the present. All the time, remember, your conviction is always in the present. Only God is eternal. And God's conviction, God is the only person that can, his convictions are eternal. But your convictions is in the present. But anyway, you say you love somebody. None of us here will sacrifice our children for anybody. That's what God sacrificed the best of his child. Nobody could do that. No matter how much I love my father, I never sacrifice my child. Why would I sacrifice my child for you? The next generation. No. I'll pray for you. May the Lord meet you in the, in the cemetery. As I receive Jesus Christ, then go and meet him. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? This is the extent of God's love. And he did so when you were in the worst state ever. <laughs> Not even in any good state, too. The worst state. The Bible said when we were yet in sin. In other words, God decided to give his best son when you're holding somebody's breast in a corner. He saw you holding the breast that didn't belong to you. <laughs> and he said, this is one I'll kill myself for. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, you see how serious it is? Yeah. When you were holding, you were doing this, sucking what you're not supposed to suck. <laughs> Claiming what you're not supposed to claim. God said, this one, I'll give my son. Look at the one and say, you don't deserve God's love. Shake another and say, you don't deserve God's love. He said, it's, it, it's God's decision. Shake the person and say, you don't deserve it. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Are you in the house? Yeah. It's a decision God made. Look, God did not make it when you were good. God did not make it when you was feeling in the presence, it's an eternal decision he made. Hallelujah. Bible even actually said that before even the foundation was even laid, Christ was slain. So God made a decision in eternity past that affected eternity future. He made a decision. That's it. That is God's love. That's what the Bible said. His love is continuous, is forever. God is love. Greater love has no man than this. There's nobody, and here's the thing, no religion in this life, no religion in this life can be this. Because all the people came to claim to give salvation were preserving their lives. All of them came to preserve their lives. Only Christ came to lose his life. That's why even Christ's enemies, they don't have anything on him. Anybody they can, any attack they can give to Christ is Christ equal, but not Christ. 
Because only he came to die, lay down his life. He said, this is how much you are loved. This is how much you are loved. So it is, I think, it's one of the most unfortunate things for you to be a believer, but you don't know God's love. Because that's the first place it must start from. That's the first place. Any, any child of God that does not know God's love, you are weak. Because that's where our strength came from. His love. His love. His love. His love. You must know how much God loves you. You must know. Listen, scriptures of God's love must be in your head, must be in your heart. You must know. You shouldn't be entering relationship and guilt trip, tripping people to love you. Yeah. You are tricking people to love you. Check the one and say, look, are you a child? Go, go, go. It's, listen, it's children, children that try to trick their parents to love them. Are you aware of that? It's children. They trick their parents, but when they are tricking their parents, they don't know that it's a trick. No. Be convinced in God's love. Like Elton was, was sharing, which I love. That look, your quiet time is from a place of love. It's not a place of law that I have to do and take so that I can be spiritual. It's love. How much you know you are loved, you want to spend time with the one who loves me. That's all. It's a love affair. Hey. Hey. Are you in the house? Now, you've heard this being said before. You cannot give what you don't have. I'm telling you, listen. There are certain things. Listen. There are certain things here. Time, time of cultivation is very important. When you miss the time of cultivation, you can't do much about it. For instance, if you don't sow at certain times, when the time of harvest comes, you can't do anything about it. You have nothing. It's gone. Now, marriage, yeah, it's, in marriage, it's marriage. <laughs> it's a place where you are pouring. You are constantly pouring. As of the rate of even you replenishing is slower. Comparing to pouring. Single life is a place where you cultivate and grow God's love. Have a healthy appreciation of God's love. Because when you enter marriage, it's a place of constant pouring. Why? Because, you see, when you read the Bible, the Bible tells us to esteem one another. All your actions are going to be to esteem the other person above you. So if you don't have a healthy appreciation of who you are and God's love for you, it will be very difficult for you to esteem somebody else. It doesn't matter if you have the ring you put on, you will go and fight inside. Yes. <laughs> you have to send you back to Liberia. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, but it is single time that people, young people, Christians are not paying attention to their love relationship with God. You are busy with your. Some of you are here. You have had broken that, broken that. Now you question what love is. When they mention love, guys, like, mm, that's it. Yeah. Some of you, when you mention love, you are skeptical. You are even love gives you a, a panic attack. It's a panic attack. Yeah. Some of you, you have panic attack under the word love. When they mention love, you have panic attacks. Because instead of you focusing and growing in what God's love for you is, you are trying to show Sewa that you love Sewa. How much did you have? 
<laughs> Meanwhile, say where, so where she's coming from? Where she's coming from, what she has been through. She's still broken being healed. What do you expect her to give you? No, no. What do you expect her to give you? She's already broken. She's trying to put, gather and make use of the species she carries. So that's what, that's what I see when somebody says, I'm in love. Look, you, you know the person you are going to. The person is broken, barely having pieces. They're trying to hold on to small things they get. And then you come and come and be see you are going to give, be a lifeline. They will suck everything out of you. Let you go. Hey, am I, am I talking to someone else? They will suck everything out of you. And afterwards, they'll tell you, I never really loved you. Said, I love you, but I lied. It's a song. <laughs> yeah. And they can tell you, said, I love you, but I lied. Are you shocked? How many of you? How many of us are here and we have had broken hearts? Please lift up your hand. Broken hearts. Let's, 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 lift, let's lift up our hand. Be humble, be humble, be humble. <laughs> Marlon. <laughs> The Momo agent. Good, yeah. It is well. Though. See, guys, you, you need to get this. Young people, listen, listen. You need to get this. You need to get this. Love is the greatest motivation. For any worthwhile action. is the greatest motivation. But you need to get it. What it is. That is we are talking about God's love for you. Hey. You need to get it. To serve God. To work for God. Love for others. You must have it from God. Your appreciation of God's love for you. If you don't have it. You can't pour anything out. Whatever you pour out. You soon run dry. Very soon you start complaining. Part of the reason why some of you are not serving well in your branches is because you don't know how much you are loved. Your service is not coming from a place of love. A sense of duty. So you are easily tired. You easily get angry. Hey. Maybe, you don't know, read the Bible. The Bible said that someday God is going to welcome us into his father's house. Relationship. Everything Jesus ever did, he said, my father, my father. My father. Even Jesus was talking about how much he is loved. And the love he shares with the father. The father loves the son. The son loves the spirit. The spirit loves the father. It's a love thing. It has always been a love thing. It will always be a love thing. Someday we are going to heaven to I'm going to have a love feast. <laughs> Hallelujah. Someday it's going to be a love feast. It's a love feast. Shake the one that said, understand the love of God. Understand the love of God. Amen. Understand what? Hey, what am I saying? God wants to be your friend. God wants to be, see, when you think about friendship, God wants you to think about him. Amen. Some time ago, I made mention, I said, look, a number of us sometimes don't even, or we struggle to 
have this idea in our head that God likes us. That God likes our matter. For instance, some of you at camp, when you're coming for a session, you wish you'd sit by a friend. Why? Because you like your friend. Is your friend perfect? No. As of you know all the bad. But sometimes you just want to sit by a friend. While you sit by a friend, you're okay. You, because you like the guy's matter. You like, there's something about them that you like. Now, that's what we mean when we say God wants to be your friend. In a sense that, see, God wants you to have at the back of your mind that he likes you. When he's around, or when you're around, he will choose you. If God was here, in a sense, in a human person, and God had the choice to, to choose somebody to sit by his side, he would say, well, come and sit by me. Hallelujah. Just think about it. Now, God likes you. Wants to be your friend. The question is, do you like God? Would you want God to be your friend? Hey. Would you like God to be your friend? Now, sometimes we say, hey, if God is my friend, hey, then I can't do bad. No. When God is in your when God is your friend, you'll be empowered that you won't like bad anymore. Have you, have, you, have, you, have, you, have you had some friends that all of a sudden instead of appreciating some things, you don't have to struggle because you are your friends. Yeah. So you are not a people person, but you are people person, but then you realize at camp you made friends. Why? Because they like people. Left with you alone, your face is like a mountain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is a way for someone. That's why you haven't made a friend yet. Shake the one and say, say losing the mountain. <laughs> shake the one and say, losing the mountain. Shake, shake, shake the person. The mountain that is blowing hot hair, hot, hot and smelly. Open your mouth and I'm losing the mountain. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell the one and say, God wants to be your friend. Hmm. God's love is the antidote for all of our ills. I've already said that. Now, how do we receive God's love? First, we must recognize our need of him. Every man needs love. Hey. We must recognize what? Our need of God. The reason why some of us are not experiencing God's love is because we are not humble. As a matter of fact, it's like that in love relationship, if you are not humble, nobody will love you. But love is hard. Love is difficult. You have to be humble to be loved. And some men don't want to be humble. Guy, 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 uh, you're alone. Guy, 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 guy. When you are sleeping at night, you are holding the, the pillow as if the pillow has done you some wrong. As if the pillow is owing you. <laughs> yeah. you are. Shake the one and say, humble yourself, humble yourself. Amen. 
Some women to the same. Two no, two no, two no. Two no. As for me, dear. As for me, dear. God is my lover. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God alone. Meanwhile, you are cold at night. Meanwhile, you're alone sometimes. You don't know what to do. You are confused. You wish you could talk to somebody. Meanwhile, I say, God, go and talk to God there. Shake the one and say, look, everybody must be humble to receive love. Tell the person. So when somebody says, yeah, you are a nice person, just say, oh, acknowledge. Oh, yeah, oh, thank you. Don't do as if you don't, you, you don't like it. Meanwhile, you like it. Shaking your head like God, a gamma lizard. Receive it. When somebody says, you are looking nice, say, oh, thank you. Are you with me? Just say, I, I know it already. You might make a share me. I was told before I came to camp. <laughs> Receive love. It's, it's time, listen, listen, guys. We all must be humble. There are some guy, guy, guys that feel as if they don't need love. I'll never forget this story. There's this white guy who came to see why. Um, not Tom, the other one. He was part of the Mexican cartel. Drag cartel sometime. And then they became born again. But his family was still inside. So he had stopped for two years. And then the FBI arrested the family. And they came for him. And he said, the FBI told him, we know that you have stopped for two years. So we've been, we've been watching you. <laughs> we know you have stopped for two years. But it looked as if the case where it has reached, they needed to arrest them. And so, it was, I think they had to do a plea bargain, and it, it required that he has to go into jail for, for a short while. Something like that. So, he took it that God was sending him to the, the prison for a reason. So, he was born again. He, had, he and the Holy Spirit had a great relationship. All of a sudden, he was arrested and put in, a, in prison. So, he went there. So, while he was there, he was trying to win people for, the, for Christ. But this, you see, these hard guys watching a movie, they get the body and do is pumping the body, pumping the body. <laughs> Tattoo all over the place. See their face as if they and the devil are listening. <laughs> he tried, tried, tried. They're not, they're not minding him. So one time, he was with the Holy Spirit. He said, I thought you brought me here for a reason. He said, I tried for months. Nothing was happening. Why are they not receiving? I thought you brought me to bring revival. Why? And he said, the Holy Spirit told him to tell him. The Holy Spirit told him to tell them. That the next time you go, when you are telling them and they are not listening, tell them that I hear them at night when they are crying. <laughs> Macho man by day, cry baby by night. Look, let's be honest. Some of the guys you see here, guy, 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 at night, only God knows the cry they cry. Malone, then they are going. <laughs> oh, no, baby. <laughs> Jesus. 
Be serious and receive God's love. Are you in the house? Amen. Don't be deceived. Everybody, look, listen, listen. Everybody needs God's love. Everybody, you need it. I said, how do you respond to a gift? Receive it. Stop the guy, guy. Look, you come to a place. All you are doing is that you are hardening your heart further and you are stopping yourself from receiving what you need. Everybody. There's a song those times I used to, I've listened to a couple of times when secular song said, Everybody hurts, everybody cries. That's what life is. Everybody hurts, everybody cries. Everybody needs God. Everybody. Are you in the house? Yeah. Don't be deceived. Don't let your, your looks deceive you. Say, I'm a handsome heart. No, you are not, my friend. Put your looks somewhere. You said that the guys that you come here because of your look, you can't go on your knees and cry for God to have mercy on you. You have come, you see a staring, people's heart have been tired, you are being guy guy. You can go on your knees and cry and say, Lord, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. Let tears flow from your eyes. So receive God's love. Hey. Okay, follow them and go. You go and meet your empty room. <laughs> and your pillow. Hey, are you in the house? Send the neighbor, receive God's love. Receive God's love. Receive God's love. Shake your neighbor and say, receive God's love. How do you receive God's love? God's love is embodied in one person, Jesus Christ. So God's love is more than an emotion. It's more than an emotional feeling. It's a person. God's love is what? It's a person. And it's in the person of what? Jesus Christ. God's love is in the person of who? Jesus Christ. So when you receive Jesus, you have received into your life God's love. When you receive Jesus, you have received into your life God's love. When you receive Jesus, you have received into your life what? God's love. You have made room for God's love to enter into your life and then have a free course into your life. Are you in the house? Aha. Uh -huh. Romans 10, 9 to 10 says, and we know, it says what? If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made. Now, three things here. One, or first, you have to believe. And to believe means what? To pay attention to or to adhere to. Number two, to trust in. Trust what? In. Now, let me lay emphasis here. Look. God's love is enough. Requiring no addition. In other words, God's gift of Jesus Christ is enough requiring no addition. But the only way you will know that it's enough is when you put your full trust in it. Once you don't put your full trust in it, you can never know. And I like the illustration that Gary always makes. Um, 
take this. He always uses the chair to illustrate what it means to fully trust. Now, he will do this and then he will say, does this mean I'm trusting the, the chair? Why? Because I'm not fully in it. It means my trust is to some degree. Should somebody pull this, I'll soon not, I'll not fall. I'll be fine. But to fully trust is to fully be seated. In this position, anyone that pulls the chair, I'll, I'll, I'll fall. Anyone that pulls the chair, I'll fall. To trust in the love of God is to put your full weight on Jesus Christ. Are you in the house? Is to put your full weight on Jesus Christ. That is trusting in the love of God. Knowing, knowing that God's love is enough. That the only way you fall is that somebody has to take Jesus away. Hey. That you will not have a broken heart by a woman and then all of a sudden your life is a whole mess. No. If you go through that, it means that your trust was really fully in that relationship. Not on Jesus. Most of you put your trust in people. Some boy be, that is wearing some tattered jeans has told you that. <laughs> then all of a sudden, your world has turned upside down. Say, put your full weight on Jesus. Sometimes what we go through as youth pastors and the things you have to console people. One of my leaders was telling me that it looks as if uh, some, some women Quite a number of women in CY seems to be um, going through a lot of broken, brokenness. I said, brokenness from what? He said, from some guys in the ministry and their promises. <laughs> they said, this ministry, the guys from this ministry. And they are promised, yeah. The promises they give. So the women are walking broken. They are, they are broken. They are. <laughs> but he said, I said, I said, as for this matter. <laughs> and sometimes they are walking broken, but they can't come and say anything. Because they didn't trust us to even tell us what's going on. When we tell them, I love you, they only did they receive this. When they told them, I'll take you to the moon, only then they received it. When they said, I'll take you to the moon, and they took you to the mall, only you went to Tom. <laughs> you will sell us a streak for us to know what is going on. And then now you are coming to tell me that you are broken. Broken from what? As far as I know, you are secure in Jesus. What is happening? No, no, you have left Jesus' hands, and you are in <laughs> you are in Benedict's hand. <laughs> Is there Benedict in the house? <laughs> You've got to put your hands in the hands of, of Swift. <laughs> A man who is Swift. <laughs> 
the name didn't give you a warning. <laughs> Here's a guarantee. Look at Acts 4.12. Here's a guarantee. Acts 4.12. He says, And there is salvation in no one else. I, like, I want another translation. I don't like Salvation is found in no one else. In other words, security is found in no one else. Look, I'm telling you, even married people are coming to the realization. Look, there's no true security anywhere aside Jesus Christ. How do we find this security? Listen, this is how Jesus showed us the security. Let me show you. You know, even in marriage, the covenant ends in marriage. You don't know. Once one person died, what they've said to each other is useless. Is that no? Because none of them have power in the afterlife. So the covenant is only in this life where they have the ability to make decisions. But Jesus is the only one who dies, step on the other side, and then has come back. Ah, come on, let's give God some glory. Hallelujah. So true security is found in Jesus. When Jesus said, I love you, it means that both divide, both in this life and in death. That's where true security lies. So don't put your hope in man. There's no salvation in man. Don't put your hope in man. No, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that. So when somebody loves you, like if you go say, Mary, Pastor Rod has said, there's no security. <laughs> there's no security. It's temporal. No. Take all that there is in this life and see it as it is. It's in this life. See it as it is in this life. But don't put the hope that must be put in Christ. Don't put it in man. And that's a mistake most people do. You put the hope that must be in Christ, in man. And some of us, the same hope we put in our parents. As if our parents are indestructible. Our parents are not perfect people. The same security you are put in your pastor. I see your pastor is infallible. Say, hey, pastor, you said you love me. Oh. I come today now. There's this young boy that now is following you with his hair like a, how do you call it? <laughs> Last year, I was the one person I liked you. Pastor Rose was saying, today, this year, it's a different matter. Hey. See it as it is. Understand some things in this life. Hey. I'm not making some sense. Says I was Pastor Vicky's favorite leader. All of a sudden, some girl be has come. These churches and these pastors, you can never trust them. You can never trust Pastor Elton. You see, they don't, don't believe. So when somebody comes around, Pastor, don't believe it. You are not here forever. Or you are not here forever. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. I was here. That's what they did to me. Don't believe it. Hey, put what must be in Christ in Christ. And put what must be in man in man. Hey, are you? Not, am I making some sense, somebody? No, am I making some sense, somebody? Other than that, you will lose your salvation. I've seen men who have come and lost their salvation because they put what it must be in Christ. They put in man. 
So that's why we say, we say, man of God. Hey, man of God, Christ is doing this. Man of God is the one that is holding the breast. This salvation doesn't work. How do you think they give birth to their children? <laughs> they went on a sham mountain. They came and the children was on the bed waiting for them. They did what they need to do. How do you think Kofi as a child? Was he playing the guitar? He was, Kofi was playing. <laughs> Kofi was he playing the guitar and singing, and then all of a sudden a child has come. Kofi did what he needed to do. Are you in the house? There's no salvation. Salvation is found in no one else. For there's no, there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. No name. No name. Listen, no name. Doesn't matter how fancy it is. No name. When you go to the, you go to uh, the West, they are finding salvation in, in Indian, in names. That sounds Indian. Yeah. The West, that's what they are doing. They are finding salvation in Indian gurus. There is no name. Hey, guys, are you in the house? Yeah. Someone said, there's no name. There's no name. It's only one name given. And that's Jesus Christ. So when you're talking about love, what name? Jesus. When we're talking about love, what is, what's the name? Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. Hope you've been blessed. For more information and resources, visit any of our social media platforms. The website for the ministry is www.connectcyi.org. Instagram is at ConnectCYI. And Facebook is Christ for Youth International.